Hello everybody, this is Bishop Kai. Welcome back to the CDTV podcast. And uh, I just want to say a special thank you right at the get-go for taking the time to listen, taking the time to uh, be a part of what we're doing here. And uh, I hope the last couple of weeks have really been a blessing to you and the things that I've shared from my heart, from my experiences, from my life. Uh, I try my best to uh, really just uh, speak from what I feel and what I sense in my spirit as uh, I bring these podcasts to you, and um, I pray that they're a blessing to you. I hope you'll do me a favor and tell at least two of your friends to listen to Bishop Kai on the CDTV podcast. Tell them there's some good information going out here, and uh, stuff that will help you live your life, and really uh, get to grips with working on your faith, working on your life, and uh, building. You know, I think one of the most important things that we fail to do uh, week in and week out is really build our life, build our our prayer life, build our devotional life, um, which in turn builds our life that we live, our daily life. I think we, we spend so much time trying to fit God into the daily life that we, I, I guess we kind of get it the wrong way around. We, we don't put God first and life second. We put life first and try and fit God into it. And um, I've been guilty of that in my, my life. I'm not going to say that I haven't. All of us have. Uh, sometimes it's very difficult to to uh, really get on top of, of uh, your daily life and make God your first commitment each and every day. And that's something that over the years I've really had to learn. And um, I've failed many times. I'm not going to say I didn't. I have failed more times than I would like to count at doing that. But um, yeah. You know, let, well, let's talk about that this week. Let, let's 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 deal with that. I mean, this is a major issue in in people's lives. Uh, why don't we put God first? Um, you know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and um, she asked me a question and said, you know, when we go through bad things or when when things aren't going our way, what's our first reaction? And and like every normal person like every believer I guess my reaction was always what I've been preconditioned to respond to you know we'd look at bad situations bad moments bad times in our life and we immediately think well this is just the enemy this is the devil attacking me what if it's not the enemy what if it's God trying to slow things down or what if it's not God trying to slow things down but it's God trying to get your attention just recently I've been going through some stuff in my own life and um, I've really had to ask myself is God stopping this or is God not letting this happen is God moving me in a different direction is the enemy attacking me is is the devil you know angry that I'm doing God's will in a particular way and trying to thwart it or God above all of that am I so busy running in my own direction that you're not getting enough of my attention you know, I can remember um, buying a book. Uh, I was in Paris, France, with um, with my mentor and a couple of friends, and we were sitting in the back of this uh, beautiful Mercedes van on the way to um, to uh, to listen to him speak that night. And my friend Andreas, uh, incredible man of God, um, he was talking about uh, a book that he was reading called Wrapped, R A P T. And it talks about attention as currency. You know, we have so many hundreds of thousands of moments of 
attention every day and would you use them I, I, I mean you know I'm basically giving you the context of the bucket book in a nutshell but would you use them so readily so freely if that was a currency that you were giving away like you know handing your money out to strangers or just literally giving it away day in day out without any thought or consequence for where it's going and how it's being used not by other people by you just literally you might as well just go outside and you know take a huge stack of 20 pound uh, 50 pound notes or 10 20 50 100 dollar bills just throw them in the air because that's basically what you're doing when you pay no attention to uh, where your attention is. I'm sorry, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking of the old Kenny G song. <laughs> Kenny G. Oh my word. I need some help today. Not Kenny G. Kenny Rogers. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I just checked in to see what condition my condition was in. Well, am I paying attention to my attention? Who's getting it? Why, why am I giving it away so freely? If attention, like time, is a currency, would I give it to the people I give it to? Would I give it to the things that I give it to? Now, here's a confession from Bishop Kai, okay? When I'm down, when I'm not feeling so, so grand, when things don't tend to be working well, um, I have a tendency to end up going on YouTube, looking up videos in particular areas of, of uh, interest to me and going down what they call the rabbit hole and I have I have spent days where I have spent hours and hours and hours every day literally going down the YouTube rabbit hole now for those of you that don't know what it means that expression means to go down the rabbit hole is when you click on a video and then on the screen it recommends other videos and you click on the next one and the next one and the next one and you keep going down this rabbit hole till you're so far away from the very video that got you there in the first place. So let's put that in context to our faith. There are moments when we click the rabbit hole of life or we click the rabbit hole of putting our attention on something other than what God's trying to show us, other than what God is trying to, to tell us, to share with us, to make us understand. And we end up going down the rabbit hole of attention, uh, almost like uh, no, no, no slight on anybody that struggles with it. I have a couple of friends that struggle with ADD or ADHD, as it used to be called, attention deficit disorder, and I think a lot of believers struggle with that in perspective of faith. We have this attention deficit disorder concerning God. We want God to step in and do things, but we're never prepared to invest the time and the attention required in the relationship to develop the level of intimacy required for God to do the things that we want Him to do without that investment. I can't begin to count as a young believer and, and even after years of being in ministry and, and you know doing business outside of ministry and having worked in secular employment as well, I can't believe the number of times that I have to think about how many times I've wanted God to step in and do something, but I've never put in the attention required to get God's attention, to get God's understanding, to, to have the kind of intimacy of relationship required. And that's a dangerous place to be because, you know, nobody likes a freeloader. When people, are, and I've had it in my own life, when people, are, all they want is 
what they can get from you. You get pretty tired of that relationship very, very quickly, and you tend to end it very swiftly after the point you realize that. I think God's way too gracious, and there's a reason that Bishop Kai is not God, because I would wipe my hands with most people in my life, um, and myself included. So don't think you're not that special to me. I'd wipe my own hands of me, because every single one of us fails in this area. Every single one of us fails to give God the attention He requires. To give God the focus, the time that He deserves. You know, I know so many believers that get up every single day, go through their daily prayer machinations like a, a regimen, and, and it's so much a routine to them that, you know, they get up, they ask their questions, they do all of this, and then suddenly, when it comes time to actually listen, wait on the Lord, as the Scripture says, they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. We're, amen, up and gone. You know, one thing that infuriates me, speaking as an individual, when somebody asks me a question and they don't hang around long enough for me to answer, or when I'm trying to answer them, they keep interrupting me. Well, you ask me a question, dummy, so shut up and let me speak. Yeah, some of you might be offended by the way that I talk, but I shoot from the hip and speak from the heart. So, sometimes I think we need that. We need somebody to make us wake up and realize. Now, in my own prayer life, in my own devotional life, in my own daily walk with God, God knows me and knows how I work. I'm not the sugarcoat everything, pat you on the back, Mr. Nicey Nicey, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. That doesn't work for me. I, I know me. God knows me better than I know myself. And I need short, sharp shock. I need harsh reality for a moment. Shock me into a realization. Make me wake up and look at things the way they should be. And then, you know, let's get on with life and get down the path and move on and deal with whatever it is. And, and keep going. So, I, I want to get to a point in my daily devotional that I don't need that short, sharp shock treatment to jerk me back into realization that God isn't getting enough of my attention. Just this week, I've had a reminder that God really is not getting enough of my attention. And that now, I'm not ashamed to admit it, that's a painful thing. That hurts me because when I think about it, when I reflect on it, my thought is, I'm hurting God. I, I'm not hurting myself by not giving Him the attention. I am. Don't get me wrong, I am. But when you understand the spiritual context and the, the spiritual consequences of not giving Him the, the necessary attention, but it's not doing me any physical harm. It's not affecting my um, daily, war, uh, you know, my daily life by not making God my priority. And I'm speaking in generalities, but using myself in the first person so you may understand. But then I've got to get to a point where, if I'm ever going to answer the question of "Is there more?" or I'm going to get to a realization that there has to be more, it's going to require more of me, more of my attention, more of my focus more of my willingness to subdue my own personal desires, wants, will, 
goals, dreams in favor of spending that time with God, hearing what he has to say and acting upon the instructions that I receive. Right there is a powerful, powerful thing to do. Listen to God and act on the instructions you receive. You know, it wasn't that long ago I had the wonderful pleasure of sitting under a great minister who shared so much from his heart and made me realize, shoot, man, I spend so much time talking when I'm trying to pray that I do not spend anywhere near enough time actually listening to what God has to say. Yeah, you might read your Bible, and I'm not decrying you for that. Every single one of us needs to know the Word of God. I've told people time after time, for year after year, don't tell me you know God if you don't know what He said in His Word. And that's true. But there's a moment in intimacy when God has your attention that God will speak and share things with you that are not written in the Bible. Because it's from His heart to your heart that He is sharing, that He is speaking. The Holy Spirit will reveal Himself to you in ways that only those that have been intimate in the secret place would ever understand. Uh, just this morning I was getting ready, doing my daily morning bits and listening to uh, Bishop Clint Brown, um, an old album of his, uh, and there's a song in there called The Secret Place. And uh, one of the songs talks about there are no secrets in the secret place. Well, when God's got your undivided attention, you don't need to talk about your problems. You don't need to talk about what's going wrong or what's going right. You don't need to focus on the, the downsides of life because He already knows. He's watching you that clearly. See, when you give God your attention, He will give you His attention. Your reaction to God, as my mentor would say, determines His reaction to you. So, think about it. Where are you at today? I, I'm, I'm thinking constantly about where I'm at, about what's going on in my life, about the things that I'm needing to readjust, retune, refocus, realign, reassign. That's a powerful one right there. Some people, some relationships, some things, some stuff you might need to reassign in your life. Because they're not supposed to be in your life. They're not supposed to be the things that have your attention. Man, when I look back over the last 20 years, I cannot begin to tell you where, how many times I've failed by giving wrong people too much attention or wrong things. Wrong focus. Ooh, my word. I think wrong focus is worse, worse than broken focus. And to be honest, I think wrong focus is worse than having no focus at all. That's my opinion. It's how I feel. Not everybody agrees with me. That's your choice. But I personally feel wrong focus. Putting my attention on the wrong things or the wrong people or, or you know, walking in the wrong direction. You know, that's a funny thing because when we're walking in the wrong direction or we're traveling in the wrong direction to wherever it is that you're trying to get to, the moment you realize, you stop, you turn around. You adjust. You get back on the path, the road, the, the street, whatever it is. To get you to where you actually wanted to be. So why are we not like that in our faith walk? Why are we not like that in our daily devotion to God? When we realize that we're putting our focus or our attention on the wrong things, why don't we stop? Why don't we just admit, okay God, I've made a mistake here. Help me get back to 
intimacy with you. Now, now we just keep doing the same old trash for the same old reasons because it's easier to do that than it is to admit that you made a mistake and adjust. To say, God, I'm sorry, I walked the wrong path, looked focused on the wrong things, gave the wrong people my attention, when you should have been the center of everything that I do, everything I focus on, you should have been the reason I'm doing what I'm doing, and I'm sorry, help me to get back in the right path. You know, the Bible says, it's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Proverbs 4, verse 11, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom, I have led thee in right paths. I have led thee in right paths. So he's shown you the way to go, and we still put our attention, put our focus on the wrong things. Now, I can tell you that circumstances will happen, things will come, things will, you know, happen in your life that will cause you to put your focus on the wrong things. When when I went through, let's say, what should we say, a financial famine or a, I don't want to say crisis, but certainly when the brook was dry, I didn't focus on just trusting God. God, is there a word for me? Am I supposed to find the widow at Zarephath of my own life? No, I, I put my whole focus on what am I going to do? What am I going to do to make money? Whoa, man, that was the single worst season of my life. Because I made so many mistakes in that season. And mistakes that, that have cost me relationships that I cared about. Because my focus, my attention was completely wrong. Had I taken a moment, stopped, surveyed where I was and said, God, instead of getting caught up with trying to fix what I'm going through, trying to find my own solution, trying to make things happen, trying to, to keep doing what I'm doing or or fooling myself into to anything other than what I'm about to say, then I would have been in a far better place than I was after that season was over, had come to an end. What I should have done the moment I began to realize things are not going well is to stop, is to refocus my whole attention on God and ask where am I going wrong what am I doing wrong in my life and show me how to put things right instead of trying to make things work myself. That's my confession for today. You've been there. Don't, don't try and make out you haven't. We all do it. We all try and work out what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. Just stop. Stop right now. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you're at, that you know is taking your attention away from God in the first place, I'm begging you, as a friend, as a brother, as a clergyman, as a bishop, as a mentor, whatever relationship we have with each other, please, I'm begging you, just stop. Just stop where you are, stop what you're doing, stop exactly what it is you know has got your attention. And please, if God is not at the center of it, refocus, realign yourself, Recommit yourself. Do whatever you've got to do. But put God back in the middle of where he is supposed to be. I cannot stress this enough to you as a friend, as a brother, as a fellow believer. Please, I'm begging you. Just stop. Put God right back at the center. 
because I'm telling you from my own experience, when I made my mistakes, when I've gone wrong, when I've done things the way that they weren't supposed to be done, when I got to a place where I said, God, I am so sorry, please, I want you to be at the center of everything that I do, and you, you've got to be my only focus, my main focus at least, but certainly you have to be the primary recipient of my attention. The stress, the relief, the pain, all of that ceased because I was right back where God needed me to be, right there in the middle of that divine relationship that he offers to each and every one of us. So I'm begging you. I really am begging you, and I, I can't beg you enough. Please stop. Even if it's just your daily life, if you know God is not the center of your attention, if you know God is not right smack bang in the center of your attention, please, I'm begging you, just stop. Stop and put your whole focus on Him. Use that example from the book that I quoted. We use attention as a currency. Realize how much wrong attention or attention on the wrong things, I should say, is costing you. How much you're losing by not focusing on the right person, the right people, the right relationships, the right things in life. Refocus. Cannot stress it enough. Refocus. Get your eyes back on the prize, which is the high calling of God. Get your focus on relationship with Him, intimacy with Him. Your life will change at the speed of your decision to make Him the center of everything that you do. And trust me, friend, it is not going to be an easy journey because every day you're going to have to make that decision to make God the center of everything that you do. It doesn't come naturally to us human beings. We have to discipline ourselves. There are days we have to force ourselves. But in the end, in the end, as you build intimacy, as you build relationship, you will long to be back in the place where your whole attention is on Him and Him alone. Because in that place, in, in His presence, as the Scripture says, you'll find the fullness of joy. You'll find the intimacy, the the strength, the, you'll find everything you need right there. And you'll find the instructions to go out and do the other things that you need to do. Had I been, had I been in a place where God was the center of my attention, I would have been able, as Deuteronomy said, to go out and get wealth, to create wealth, as the Hebrew puts it, because I would have been in the place where my attention was on God so much that he gave me the power to do that. God will help you live your life when you put Him at the center and Him as the focus. And until then we struggle, until then we go through all, all manner of nonsense, day in, day out. You know, my final thought this week on the podcast is this. There was an old song, I think Carmen wrote it. I can't remember um, who the author was. But I remember years ago, hearing another singer sing it in my local church and the, the words of the chorus were fantastic I miss my time with you these moments we shared I need to be with you each day and it hurts me 
when you say that you're too busy, busy trying to please me. But how can you serve me when your spirit is dry and empty? For there's a longing in my heart wanting more than just a part of you. Well, just like the last line of that chorus says, it's true. God misses his time with you. Hope that's helped you. Hope that speaks to you. I encourage you really focus on making God the center of your focus. Because I can tell you now, each and every day, that is now my focus too. This is not a journey you've got to walk alone. Even after 20-something years of preaching and doing all these things, we go through struggles, we go through troubles, we go through turbulent times, and we all end up in the same kind of mess. The only difference between you and me is I'm probably a couple of chapters ahead in the book, in the manual, trying to help you get to this place that we can see that is there on the other side of the line when you cross it. So I hope that helps you. hope that speaks to you. And until I get a chance to be with you on the next podcast, you'll stay blessed then.